You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, you're listening to the Wig Hackers podcast, where you get the real feeling of what goes on working on the hair side of the entertainment industry. You never know where my rants will go, so stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wig Hackers podcast with me, your host, Daniel Coy. I have an amazing guest with me today. I am super stoked. I cannot wait to get into it. We have Nick Stenton's Stenson. Oh my gosh, story of my life. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for coming. Um, I mean, first and foremost, how did hair come a part of your life? How did it become such this huge part of your life? Uh uh, I grew up in the business. Uh, my mother was a hairdresser for, geez, almost 40 years before she retired. Uh, I had a lot of family members in beauty, and uh, it was just part of my everyday life, never dreaming that I would ever become a hairstylist. I actually wanted to go into medicine. I didn't want to be a hairstylist, uh, oh. but just fell in love with the beauty industry and the salon world, and here I am 21 years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so did you ever expect, uh, so you worked in a salon, I'm assuming, right? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you ever expect to go from a salon to, you know, how, like, you're such a big wig right now in the industry. Uh. Like, <laughs> like, do you feel like that was a natural path for you? Like, what? Yeah, I don't know if there was ever a natural path, I'll say that. Okay. Uh, you know, I went from working in a friend of mine's salon to then working for my mother and then taking over her salon and then opening my second salon and then was like, okay, that was fun. I'm glad I did it, but now I'm ready for something different. Picked up, left, moved to New York City and started an editorial career um, and had a blast with that and was doing a lot of celebrities and... Um, working for Matrix, the L'Oreal brand, um, been with them for over 20 years, best decision of my life. Mm. And um, it's just kind of grown. And then, you know, corporate America started to become a thing that I was getting involved in and I liked it. And that's something that I've always recognized about me as an individual is I love the art and science together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I know, I know enough about me that I don't want to live in the art world 100% of the time. Mm. And I also know I don't want to live in the science world 100% of the time. Right. Spreadsheets and boardrooms is not what I want to do every day of my life. But when I get to combine them all, I feel like I've got the perfect formula. Uh, see, and that's what we all hope to do. You know, um, I want to know how did your, uh, I love uh, seeing your beauty within you. How did that, that, that movement come about? Like, how did you, you know, I think that goes back years ago, um, a few things. So when I had my first salon, 
I was identified as um, number one hairstylist for brides. And it started with brides and really helping them figure out what they wanted to look like the day of their wedding. Mm. And then it actually transitioned. Um, not trans, I, I don't even think these connect, but it, it, I then what became known for the guy people went to when they were suffering from cancer. So I had a lot of clients that came to me where they had to shave their head, they had to get a wig, it was a very emotional time in their life. And it started mm -hmm. with a few of my clients that were with me for many years that were, you know, regular clients of mine that then, you know, um, they, re you know, came down with cancer and it was a whole new world for them. And, it, and their world was kind of like turned upside down, obviously. And it was such an emotional time. And I think it just started to get out that, hey, like this guy is like kind of compassionate and, you know, it's not intimidating in the experience because it's such an ugly experience when you have yeah. to shake your head mm -hmm. and he'll try and make it fun for you. And also I love wigs and I love, you know, the art of cutting and coloring wigs. So it was very, very much a um, passion project of mine to make sure that I could get the wigs to look exactly like their hair looked before yeah. the wig. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of caught on. So I think um, I See Your Beauty just started to come to life when I started to say like, hey, you know what? There's beauty in every part of the beauty world. There's beauty all around us. And it also starts with the inside and works its way out. And, and I've always believed that beauty professionals, their job isn't to make somebody beautiful. It's to pull out the beauty that's inside them and make sure that that person feels confident and beautiful in their own skin. And yeah. that's what I feel like a beauty professional's role is. I love that so much. It really touched me, you know, like doing my research and all. It really like, cause that's what we do, you know, and it, it, it crossed the board, you know, I'm from TV and film like that. And sometimes the beauty is ugly in my world, you know, we have to make them ugly. So right. that really was like, like a really shocker. Uh, what is the craziest thing that you like went so far on a limb with and you were shocked, like the outcome was like amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like something that you just pushed yourself out of that box and was like, oh, holy cow, this is actually like worked. Oh my God, my whole life. Honest <laughs> God, I think every part of my life has been that way. <laughs> it's just kind of worked. Um, so I, I can't think of one thing. I think, you know, when I was young and I had a client of mine who was a photographer and I had these big picture windows in the salon and I was like, we need to make these look like really cool at holiday and stuff. So we would do photo shoots and really make them look like really glamorous. And um, that turned into like a little fun project that we do, did for my salon and then other salons and at the time tanning spas were really big and things like that loved our my windows so we started doing their windows and we started doing ah. you know like marketing for them and helping them with their brochures and at that time starting to figure out how to do a website and all that and um so that was something that morphed into something a lot more than i ever dreamed it would um mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun but i honestly every step in my career has been that way every step okay. in my career has been one of those where i'm like never say no jump in head first um, sink or swim and you're not going to sink. So just keep swimming and, <laughs> true, and true. learn and, and be vulnerable and, mm -hmm. and be okay with not knowing everything and surrounding yourself with people who can help you and, and teach you. And then once you get that knowledge, make sure you pass it on to the next person. Mm. I like the pass on part. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 you have to keep it, to keep it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people out there, I feel in our world, like I'm only good because of this one technique. And they're like, well, 
I can never do what you do and you can never do what I do. So, right. right. Yeah. Um, so what was the, the, uh, I'm going to segue from like, I know JC Penney's and then Matrix and Ulta now, like yeah. what, what was that, that crazy? I mean, it's not really crazy when you look at it, but like just totally different. Very just different. Diff yeah. Yeah. Like how did you, how was that transformation? Well, uh, I go back to, you know, earlier in my career at Matrix, I would go to JCPenney because uh, Matrix hair color is on the back bar of JCPenney. Mm -hmm. And I would go there and they had this amazing studio that was like NBC in their building. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, several studios actually. And you could do education and live stream to the stores. Super cool. And you could do these virtual classes like way beyond its years at the time. Um, mm -hmm of being able to connect with hairdressers before digital was like really a big thing. And I built, you know, a reputation uh, with that team and a rapport with the JCPenney team. And when the company went through this major change, I don't know if you know the whole story with JCPenney, um, but Ron Johnson from Apple came in and had this big grand idea of reinventing the brand. Um, lots of really good ideas. Uh, the, the vision was quite incredible and that's what made me excited to be a part of this new vision and in, in reinventing the brand and reinventing the salons and the experience. Um, unfortunately, I think the the vision was bigger than the ability to execute. And there was a lot of bumps in the road from just a whole entire group and how it was to come to life. Um, so he exited, I stayed, uh, a bunch of us stayed. And then it was a mission for me to connect hairdressers and make sure that hairdressers were really um, taking care of, like this big company was taking care of so many people, right? And making mm -hmm. sure that they had a livelihood for all of them. And I felt responsible to have a seat at the table and decisions that were being made to, you know, help grow the salons. And I was really proud of the work we did there, really proud of the education we did. And then was part of the um, conversations that led to them rebranding the salons to the salon buy-in style which originally was supposed to be a um, joint partnership within Style Magazine and JCPenney. Mm. And it was to reinvent the whole salon brand. Unfortunately, JCPenney kind of um, went a different direction and um, didn't go in the original plan that I was hoping for, right? So that was where I started to say, you know what? I just don't know if I've maybe done all I could do here. And maybe there's something different out there for me. Not knowing where I was gonna kind of go with it because um, I just knew that I wanted to one stay in front of hairdressers and make sure I had a voice that helped hairdressers and then B kept filling my own creative cup and my own, um, knowledge of this industry. And that's when I came into contact with, uh, the chief, um, stores operations officer at Alta Beauty and her and I clicked immediately and we started to talk and I said, you know, I don't even really know if. I want to go from one big box retailer to another, mm -hmm. you know, what I always did love about Ulta was it was 100, it is 100% focused on beauty. Mm -hmm. Everything about the company is beauty. And one thing I didn't enjoy at JCPenney is that I would be in meetings and some days they would be about children's apparel or home goods or <laughs> shoes or electronics or whatever, you know, and they're, I mean, very interesting and amazing. Yeah. And that's what made the company so unique, but it wasn't my passion, right? My passion mm -hmm. lied in beauty. So um, that was very interesting and intriguing to me with Ulta was it would be a job where I would go and be with 
like-minded people who talk about beauty every day, all day. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity to really um, propel the business forward in a company that was already doing amazing things. So that's why I made the decision to come to Alta. And that's been three and a half years. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. And then you have a brush, which we I do. So talk about. Yeah, so speaking of passion <laughs> projects, yes. So um, I always said that, you know, if I was ever going to come out with anything um, for a professional or for a consumer that I wanted to make sure it was nothing that was already on the market. I wanted it to be unique and custom and really help with a solution hmm. um, and i always felt like when i was playing with different brushes like i was like if this brush had this and this brush had that maybe i would get a different result out of it um, and that's when i um, started to launch the process of creating my own brush line and then 19 prototypes later i finally launched <laughs> <first> three <laughs> it takes a minute it takes, it takes a, minute. a minute it does it's like does. that's been exciting what what were like the three components that you needed to like you had to have that was like yeah you know like what was that i needed to make sure that it was comfortable to the user i needed to make sure that there was natural born fibers in there so that you would get the shine that we need obviously with within polishing hair um ease of use mm. and then some sort of differentiation so for me the round brushes have the the interlocking channels that are highs and lows. So when you're round brushing, you can get the dimension in hair. Really amazing for fine hair too, to give the illusion that the hair is a lot thicker than it is. And then with the cushion brush, building the fiber ring technology on the outside of it was what I noticed with a lot of hairdressers and myself included is sometimes we rush through the blow dry and we just <laughs> don't give it the proper attention that it needs. And when you're working with someone with two, that has wavy to curly hair and you rush through that to try and smoothen it out, it looks really nice throughout the mid lengths and ends, but then at the root, it's all like wavy. So that was the idea between the fiber ring technology is how do we really lock in at the root and be able to pull and create the volume or the smoothness and without kind of a bubble effect. Mm. And that was the idea there. And then turned into multi-use between detangling and also being able to go in and use it as a teasing brush. Um, so yeah, so it's been fun. That's, that is pretty awesome to be honest like just looking at the like the drawings the sketches and building and like just bringing that that seems to be very much your passion project and it's going well i'm assuming like going really well yes we sell them exclusive at alta beauty in the united states and we're getting ready to launch international in the fall look at that that's amazing congratulations holy cow um what is the key to unlocking a team's success when you work on a team yeah, making sure that everybody on the team is better than you. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, egos get in the way. I have an ego too, right? So they can get in the way and you got to check it. And when you're working with a team, especially of creative people, of artists, it's very easy to say like, oh, look at this. I do this the best. It's not as easy to say, you know what? You just did that better than me. Can you show me? Mm -hmm. And now we're stronger together. And I think that's something that I've always been very passionate about is that it, nothing is really about me. It's about the people that I surround myself with. Mm -hmm. And that's why it was so important for me when I was building out my teams, whether it's my creative team of, you know, my pro team that I have, whether it's my business team, whether it's my operations team, like it's very, very um, important for me to make sure that everybody has the right intention and everybody has each other's back. Mm. and um, allowing yourself to take the step back to let somebody else shine is, is a really cool moment. Yeah. Ah, 
I, when I look on, when I work very close with people, I kind of look at, I can always teach the hair. I can't teach the personality, you know, like, and for hairdressers, we all have these personalities and, you know, you get them in a small room and everyone's bigger. So I, I like, good answer. <laughs> very good answer. Um, let's see. I have, oh, what would you tell your younger self going through beauty school? Like something, something to help that help you that you know now that you should have been like, I should pay attention. Gosh. I think the foundation of styling, I wish I would have paid more attention to. <laughs> I, I was really lucky. I picked up haircutting really easy. I picked up color super easy. Styling I didn't and dress work was a whole nother thing. I'll never forget the first time I had to do an updo on a bride. And I literally, she poor thing, it was the ugliest updo in the world. <laughs> You know, hope those pictures disappeared for her. But I mean, it was so painful. And what I realized was I said to myself, if you really want to be a true artist and all, you know, in the true word artist, you need to be able to do all of it, right? And you need to be able to do it well. So stepping back and really learning, um, I learned later in my career dress work styling and finishing. I didn't, I didn't take it seriously in, in beauty school. Mm. And it's so funny because early i remember um her name was miss sanchez and she was trying to get me to do things like really really well and i was like miss sanchez no and she didn't and i remember i would like when she turned around i would steal my neighbor's mannequin and i would like show her and i'd be like miss sanchez look and she'd go me go back that's not your work i know it's not your work you know go do it again you know so it was so funny but fast forward i then got into um musical theater and then um, was approached to do hair for the the show Chicago, which is all like finger waves and Legit. you know all that kind of proper <laughs> style hair. So it was a struggle at that point later then to learn all that. Um, so I would say like really understand the foundation because I, I really believe that if you know the foundation of cutting, you know the foundation of color and styling, you're golden because everything else you just build off of that. And once you know the rules, you could break them. Very you have true. To know the rules. And if you don't know the rules, you don't have a foundation to start from. So it all collapses. <laughs> there, like, uh, yes, everything collapses if you don't know. Um, so wig work, um, I didn't know this was such a, a, a thing for you. Do tell, I want to know all about it. Yeah, I, like, it, like what, what I, you do know, you it, make them? Do you no, buy no. them? What's your, what's no, your, I, I buy them. I do not make them. I have such, um, respect for people who have the patience to make them because they're so tedious and so much work um and they're it's such an art it's really beautiful but for me it's about um what you could do to manipulate them to make them look like natural hair um and that started with you know working with cancer survivors and how to make them feel like okay people aren't just staring at my hair because they know it's a wig mm -hmm. um, so learning nuances of you know how to make hair move and how to make color move with hair and you know if she had fine to medium textured hair prior to cancer. Why would I give her a wig that is like super thick hair that's just gonna not make her look like her? So then how do I remove that bulk to give her that movement she had going into it? So that was how it kind of all started. And then as I got more creative in my career, it turned into entering competitions and Naha and things like that. And how do I really like do some fun stuff with it? So yeah, yeah. Ah, I love that part a lot. Um, is there anything you would tell people who want to be you? <laughs> Run. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I know, like, so many people, I saw you in Chicago was last year, year before, and you, you, I, I look at you as an artist on stage, but then I also like to look around at people and you, the people that look up to you, they like your following is like hardcore. Like they just look up and they, they're so dedicated. So like, I know a lot of friends of mine, you know, look up to you and want to, to be you, you know? So like what, I don't know, it's advice, experience, or, or just something, what would you tell them? Like how? Well, how? first of all, thank you. That was really beautiful and, and super humbling to hear. I, I want to say that. I, and the second part is, um, I, I tell this to people all the time. Don't try and be me, be better than me. You know, there's a better version of me to be had. Create that and make it your own. And don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just make sure that you're trying to do the best that you can do for you. And when you think you've done the best for you, just know that you can go further. Like we can do so much better than we give ourselves credit for. And it's the little voices in our head that get in the way of our own success. And if you could shut that voice down and you could just plow ahead and know that what you're doing, you're doing with the right heart intention and, um, talent really behind what you're doing, then you're going to be successful. I would also say that I think a lot of people think that life is easy and <laughs> it's not. If, you know, people see like, let's face it, people look at all of our Instagrams, right? And things like that. And it looks great, you know, and trust me, I, sometimes I look at my Instagram and I'm like, wow, my life looks really nice. You know, <laughs> and don't misunderstand. I have an amazing life. I'm extremely blessed. I have an amazing family. I have amazing friends, I have an amazing career. So don't misunderstand that. But if anybody thinks it came easy, like that's, that's the funniest part because I have worked literally around the clock my whole entire career. You know, we're, we're living in a pandemic right now and I'm working harder now than I ever have in my career. So it's like, you know, I just, I find it amusing when people are like, well, oh, it's, well, it comes easy for you. And I'm like, are you, what is this, a camera somewhere? Like, am I being punked? Because like, have you watched the work that goes into doing this and, and the people around me that put the work in, in passion into it? And that's the one thing, like I've always driven my life through passion, right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. Everything I do, I do with a conviction. I do with passion. I do because I truly believe in it. If I don't, I don't do it. So that's the one thing about me. Like there's no wavering for me. I actually am pretty black and white. Like if I know I like it or I like you or I like what I'm doing, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. I'm never half in. But if I don't believe in it, I'm all out. Like there's no like, yeah, I won't give you the time of day, you know, or the project, the time of day or the idea that just because it's just if I can't give you everything from inside, then you don't want you don't want the 50 percent, Nick. That's not going to do you any good. Right. Right. Oh, my God. What was the hardest thing you had to overcome in your career? I know it might be a little touchy. No, um, because like like we were just saying, you know, nothing does come easily, and so I know everyone is fighting and work, and especially right now where we're at, like you know, hair coming back and like going hazmat suits, but like what, yeah, like what what, I think there's been a few moments. I think that one thing that it was really hard to overcome is that my second business I went into. I went into business with at the time my best friend and it turned out to be a complete disaster mm. and um there was a lot of um i'll just say like deceit and lies and things that happened during that time mm. 
to somebody that, because I told you I'm all in, I'm all in. And yeah. I was all in and I was totally taken advantage of and used. So I think that was very hard for my self-esteem, for me as a judge of character, for me. I, I was warned. I was warned by very close people in my life that said, this isn't good. I don't trust. I don't trust her. I don't trust the situation. And I was like, no, I know this is the right decision. Mm-hmm. And it obviously wasn't. So that was hard. I, I, I kind of like took that one pretty tough. Um, but just like me in true fashion, Nick, I looked at that and said, okay, well, I can't stay in this zone anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out what's next. And that's when I decided to move to New York City. Like I was like, I need a fresh start. I need to like cleanse my palate here and <laughs> my, and uh, all the debt with me and figure it all out. And yeah, I did. And it was the best decision of my life. And there was, you know, I learned a lot. So although the experience was quite negative, I learned a lot. I also learned a lot about people. I got a lot wiser. Um, I got a lot, yeah, I got a lot smarter really quick. Uh, so that, that was a, a pivotal moment in time. And I, and I also do believe that if you haven't had something that you've had to fight through in your life, mm. it's really hard to get to something really good. True. So I, I feel like um, some of the harder times in my career or in my personal life has, has helped shape me into what is now really great, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say that's that's the major thing. I would say the other thing is, um, and I'm sure a lot of people can understand, because I'm a business person, I'm a hairstylist, I'm a creative, uh, you know, that art and science, I'm constantly, and I have my whole career, fighting with the, there, the, there are the people out there that are like, but you're a hairdresser, right? You're just a hairdresser. You know, and I, I will have that my whole life and I will continuously try to have a big role in big companies like this to show that, no, I'm not just a hairdresser. That happens to be a skill set that I have that really comes in handy when, you know, you're a senior vice president of 1300 salons. But I actually can contribute something totally different, too, and I can bring innovation and strategic thinking to the table. And that's been part of my career journey my whole life and will be for the rest of my life. And where I stand is making sure that other hairdressers look at that and say, okay, I did pick a great career. I am in beauty because I am passionate about it. I do love what I do and I'm successful. And by the way, I'm a hairdresser, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's right. kind of my, my thought process there. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I was just so enthralled in that that I forgot my last question. Holy <laughs> shit. No, this is amazing. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Wig Hackers. Have an idea or a question you'd like me to answer? Feel free to reach out on any of my social media platforms at Daniel Coy Official on Instagram or on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you and hope to inspire you. Don't forget to share and rate me and do your hair because if you're looking good, you're feeling better. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now.
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.